Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, models of holiness. We must pattern our family lives after them. And yet, all too often, we read in newspapers, magazines, or we hear on the news the breakdown of the domestic family, either from violence or alcohol or drug abuse, whatever it may be. And yet, it's important for us today to look at the Holy Family, celebrate who they are, hold them up as models for all of our families, to recognize this is our goal. This is what we should emulate each and every day of our lives in our own family. Now, the gospel for this weekend is perfect. Matthew gives us this great comparison between a holy family and an unholy family. The unholy family is represented by Herod. His whole life was all about himself. He did whatever pleased him to do. He was a man filled with great ambition, treachery, and suspicion to the extent that he killed three of his own children. And so, it shouldn't be a surprise to us that he's now trying to kill the infant Jesus. But look at Joseph. He represents the Holy Family. Joseph, his whole life was based upon obedience to God, fidelity to the Lord. You could say Joseph transcended his own ego in order to serve the Lord, whereas Herod, he was dominated by his own ego. Joseph listened and he acted upon the word of God. And that's what we find out here in the gospel for this weekend. Now, it begs the question, what makes a person holy? Or how does a person become holy? Well, Joseph gives us a great answer to that question. A person becomes holy when they hear the word of God and they act upon it. In the gospel, Joseph hears the word of God spoken to him by an angel. And once he hears the word of God, he immediately acts upon it. He doesn't dawdle. He doesn't second guess. He doesn't put it off to next week. He immediately acts upon it. Look at Mary. Mary, she heard the word of God spoken to her by the angel Gabriel. And just like Joseph, she acted upon it immediately. She didn't tell the angel, well, let me sleep on it. Or why don't you come back in two weeks and I'll give you my answer. No, she immediately acted upon it. And she said to the angel Gabriel, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will. Look at Jesus. Here, the Father, the Father, the first person of the Holy Trinity, gives the mission to the Son. And the Son immediately accepts it. Jesus accepts the mission, knowing fully well how it will end up him dying on the cross. And yet he hears the word of God and he immediately acts upon it. See, that's what makes people holy. And that's what makes the holy family holy. 
Now go back into the gospel. It says, The angel of the Lord appeared in Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. Well, see, there is a great example of holiness. Joseph didn't dawdle. He immediately heard the word of God and acted upon it. Now, what we have to appreciate is that travel in the ancient world wasn't easy. In fact, it was very difficult and dangerous. It's not like us today. If we want to go anywhere in our country, we get in our car, we board a train, or we board a flight, and we easily get to our destination. But not in the ancient world. It was very dangerous. The roads were not marked out. Traveling at night was extremely dangerous. There are no street lights. There are always thieves and marauders waiting for you at each corner, wild animals. Notice also, it says they departed for Egypt, which means they have to cross the Sinai Desert. I've been in the Sinai Desert, and it's a very harsh place. Mary, Jesus, and Joseph are exposed to the elements. And the Sinai Desert is extremely cold at night, very hot in the afternoon. The winds are bristling. Also, there's no hotels in the Sinai Desert, very little food. And so, this is a difficult journey for them. What makes it even more difficult is that there is a very powerful and desperate man who's trying to kill Jesus. And not just Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Realize, if Mary and Joseph are found by Herod, Herod's going to kill all of them. He wants no one to be witnesses to this. And so, Mary and Joseph have to be careful not to be seen as they travel. But nonetheless, they immediately act upon the word of God. Well, they make their way to Egypt, and they remain there. And then it says, When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Joseph rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. Joseph does exactly what God tells him to do. He hears the word of God and he acts upon it. See, that's holiness. Now, what Matthew is really giving us, he's comparing and contrasting not just Joseph versus Herod, but holiness versus unholiness. Joseph, his whole life was conditioned by serving God. And yet, Herod, his whole life was conditioned by serving his own ego. Now, granted, Herod was very important and very influential in Israel. He built buildings, bridges, aqueducts. His life was one of power, honor, and wealth. But what does sacred scripture say about those things? Who cares? Who cares? What does it matter? What really matters is hearing the word of God and acting upon it. See, that's what makes us holy. That's what made the saints them saints. The saints are holy. They lived holy lives because they heard the word of God always and they acted upon it. Just a few weeks ago, in my homily, I talked about how we hear the word of God in different ways. God is constantly talking to us. We hear him through prayer, through the Mass and the Eucharist, through events and people. We must constantly be listening, be aware that God is communicating to us. And then when we are, we must act upon it. 
Now, this begs the question, what makes our families holy? What makes our own personal families holier or can grow in holiness? Well, first and foremost, our families can grow in holiness when all the members of our family place God's will before their own will. And then, then all the members of our families help each other to hear the word of God and then to act upon it. And see, that's what parish life is also about. A parish is a family in of itself. Therefore, within a parish, we must help one another, first and foremost, to hear the word of God and then help one another to act upon it. Now, again, it begs the question, will our families always be successful in the eyes of the world? Will our families always achieve power and wealth and honor if we are constantly listening to the word of God? Well, sacred scripture says, who cares? The key is that we are listening to the word of God and we act upon it. Go back to Herod. Herod loved one person in this entire world himself. And because of that, he was miserable. Herod was a very ambitious, but also a very paranoid person to the extent that he killed three of his own sons because he thought they were plotting, trying to take away his power. But look at Joseph. Joseph, throughout his entire life, he knew the word of God, he loved it, and he served God because of that. And see, what makes the Holy Family holy is because all three persons, they cultivated and they nurtured an environment of love and faith amongst each other. And that's the key for all of our families. That's what we have to model after. In each and every one of our families, we must cultivate and nurture an environment of love and faith. And see, then our own families will grow in holiness. But what's the age-old dilemma? We look out into the world and it appears through the eyes of the world that unholy people are getting ahead of us. You know, they have the upper hand. It seems like they always get the breaks and we don't. They appear to be more wealthy, more influential, more powerful than we are, despite the fact that they're living unholy lives. And so it doesn't seem fair. We say to ourselves, you know, I'm trying to live a holy life, and these other people that aren't, they seem to always have the breaks. They always have the upper hand. Again, turn to sacred scripture. What does scripture says? Who cares? In fact, take a closer look. Holiness always triumphs over wickedness. That's why we must pattern our lives after the Holy Family. When we do that, then we become the people that God created or intended us to be. Just look at the Holy Family as a great example of this in the story in the Gospel. They triumphed over wickedness. Here you have this small little band of three innocent people, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Here they're up against Herod the most powerful person in all of Israel. He's trying to find them and kill them. And yet, these three little innocent people, they are able to outwit, outsmart, and maneuver around Herod and defeat him. And see, that's a great example how holiness always overcomes and triumphs over evil. The key for us, never give in to the temptation of thinking that unholy people will always carry the day. It might appear that way, but in reality, it's a basic biblical truth. Authentic holiness always triumphs over evil and wickedness. 
And that can only be seen through eyes of faith. Once again, Matthew does a masterful job of comparing and contrasting two figures, Herod and Joseph. Herod, yeah, he was probably great in the eyes of the world. He did great things, built buildings, roads, aqueducts. He had power and wealth, and yet he was also greatly ambitious and deeply suspicious to the extent that he was willing to kill three of his own sons. And look at Joseph, simple Joseph. He has no worldly accomplishments. He didn't build buildings or roads or aqueducts. He had very little money or power. He's seen as an obscure figure in sacred scripture. And yet, he had faith. He listened to the word of God and he acted upon that. And he became an instrument of God's grace, just like Mary did for Jesus. And so today, it's imperative for us to raise up and celebrate the Holy Family. Recognize that the Holy Family are models that we must always pattern our family lives after. And we can. Our families can always grow in holiness. How can we do that? Follow the example of the Holy Family. Cultivate and nurture a loving and faith-filled environment for all in our family. And then help one another to listen. Listen to the Word of God, spoken to God in many different ways, through people, events, prayer, the Eucharist. And then help each other in our family to act upon that Word. When we do that, then our families will always grow in holiness. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.